right. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Romans 12 and verse 1. All right. Everybody write it down and let us read the word of the Lord together. Everybody read one to go. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not, verse 2, let's go. Be not conformed to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And the church say, Amen. Holy Spirit, help us to comprehend, understand, and write the word in the tables of our heart through the ministration of your word in Jesus' name. The church say, Amen. All right, this morning, I'm just going to teach on something I've titled a living sacrifice. Somebody say living sacrifice. Um, it, it, this statement, living sacrifice, does not make sense because a sacrifice is supposed to be something dead. Amen. So, and, and Paul, but Paul writing to us says that we should present our bodies, our bodies. You know, there, there is a word called oxymoron, and that means that you're bringing two words that, that are supposed not to be adding up together. You can't say something is a living sacrifice. A sacrifice is supposed to be dead. Amen, somebody. When, when the Bible started mentioning about sacrifice, it talks about God offering an animal, uh, you know, for someone uh, on behalf of someone uh, who has sinned or on behalf of a people. So when this animal is sacrificed, it has to be killed. So that the blood becomes now the atonement for all those people's sin or for that person's sin. Somebody say amen. You all remember when, when the children of Israel was crossing over from uh, when they were about to leave Egypt to Canaan. The Bible said that God said to them that every house should take a ram or sorry take a sheep and then they should kill it and place the blood on the doorpost so that when he comes or the angel of, the, uh, of death passes over that they will not be killed. Do you understand that? All right. So Paul now begins to write to us. He said, I beg you, I beseech you. Now, Paul was writing to the church in Rome. Now, understand the background of this. Remember, Paul has just been called to the church, to the Gentiles. Paul was called to go and minister to the Gentiles. Peter was called to go and minister to the Jews. And at this point, the Gentiles were just receiving the gospel. And now, this is now the time that Paul began to mentor them, those who had given their life to Christ. So, he now wrote this letter to the church in Rome and says to them, guys, I beg you. The word beseech, that means I beg you. Somebody say, I beg you. Look at your neighbor, say, I beg you. It says, I beseech you, death now, brethren. It says that you present your body. Somebody say, present. Look at your neighbor, say, you have something to present to God. Oh, yes, yes. You know, many times we think that the thing that God wants first is our tithe and our offering. We think that the thing that God wants is our car, our this, our time, our job. No, God first wants your body. Oh, say amen. He says that you present your body a living sacrifice. Somebody say living sacrifice. He says you present it as a living sacrifice. It must be a sacrifice for you to bring that body to God and bring it by his mercy. Somebody say by his mercies. Present it to God a living sacrifice. Very two powerful words. The word sacrifice means to surrender something for the sake of another or something that is killed to atone for another. To sacrifice means to surrender something for the sake of another or to sacrifice or kill something for the sake of redeeming another. Somebody says, how many of you know Jesus was the sacrifice for our salvation? Hello, hello, hello. I know this message is too simple for you, but we are going somewhere. Please follow me. So, so Jesus was the sacrifice for our salvation. So when, when he was sacrificed, that's why you and I are saved. If he wasn't, we wouldn't be here today. Say amen, church of God. So the word of the Lord says that I beseech you therefore, brethren, present your bodies. Present your body. You have a body to present to God. Body must be presented how? It says, number one, you should present it holy. Somebody say holy. 
How should you present your body? If it's not holy, it will not be accepted. Oh. Ooh. I perceive I'm in Catholic church this morning. Hallelujah. It says, presented a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In fact, the, I think it's the New King James Version says, is your act, reasonable act of worship. That means that when you present your body, you know, church, there is a lot of people who don't present their body. Let me even start with the church. The fact that, you know, there are, I know right now there is online services going on. Amen. And we thank God for those who are watching us online. See, if you belong to this house and you're in Joburg and you are sitting at home doing washing, how many of you know you have not presented? Uh, you, you are supposed to present your body here first. Let's even start from you now watching us online. You're supposed to present your body. He says that we present our body. You have a present to give to God. And that is your body. Look at your neighbor. Say your body is a present. Oh yes. Look on the other side. Say your body is a present. And who does that present belong to? Who does the present belong to? You see church, anything you do that you don't offer yourself first is not accepted. One of the greatest problems we're having in the body of Christ is a simple teaching. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not, I don't have energy to shout this morning. So if you don't like me talking soft, that's your problem. But I, I just want to talk to us. Church, many a times, most of the things we do for God is not accepted. You know why? Because we have not presented ourselves. We, oh... Many of us are serving, but we, we're not presenting ourselves. And, and that's, that's if you are serving with a motive. Because you can do something with a wrong motive. Ah, where is your amen, Bazalwani? Oh yes, I can, I can come to church this morning with a wrong motive. I can be preaching this message just to get on somebody. And that's a wrong motive. And what I'm doing, God will not accept. By the time I, oh, there are many times I've preached. When I got home, God said, that thing you said, you, you will be punished for it. Not serious. That's why when you, when I start, now I'm becoming more careful with what I say. Sometimes you will hear me say, Lord, should I say it? How many of you have heard me say that? Yeah, because I've been, child, you don't want God on your case. Amen, somebody. But you see, you, you can't afford to do things with a wrong motive because God wants you to present yourself first. Give him yourself first. He said, my son, give me your heart. So that every other thing you give, may you not give tight without you. Amen. Say amen, somebody. Amen. May you not give offering without you. God says, present your body. Present your whole body. What does it mean, your whole body? The word your body there means that it's describing the entirety of your being. Present everything about your life. Present your entire, there are so many of us that some part of our life is not presented to God. Mm, I like that, yo. Mm, that was a very heavy answer. Amen. Some part of our life is not what? Presented to God. I beg you, brethren. Paul was writing. He says, I plead with you. I am on my knees begging you that you present your bodies by the mercies of God. Present your bodies. Present the entirety of your life. Don't give God tight without you. Oh, where is your amen? Don't give God offering without you. Don't sing in the choir without you. Don't be an usher without you. God wants the entirety of your whole life. Am I talking to somebody? He said, present it to him as a living sacrifice. Let it be a living sacrifice. That means I bring my whole life, God, the entire being. He doesn't just want what I can do for him. He doesn't just want what I can give him. He wants everything about me. He wants my whole life. My whole life must be dedicated to him. My household is dedicated to him. My children are dedicated to him. All the, the cars I have, it belongs to him. That's why when he wants it, he just gives me a command. He gives me a command. He tells me what to do. You all know that there are some things if God tells you to do now, you won't do it. Okay. All right. All right. You won't do it. We've been dealing with royal priesthood. This is one of the greatest characters of God's people. Church, the other word for sacrifice is literal death. 
Um, you really can't be used by God if you don't die. I know you won't like me this morning. You, you can't be used by God if you don't die. Uh, we're living in a day where it's so hard to see people who are really dead to self. You know what I mean by dead to self? That means not considering yourself. Considering others. Considering God and work of God. It's so difficult for me as a pastor to pastor people who are full of themselves. Do you know why we have problem in marriages? If you are a husband and a wife and you came to church fighting this morning, you both still are full of yourselves. You know why? Because dead bodies don't respond. Ah. Dead, dead, dead bodies don't respond. If you are having argument with your husband every day, you are full of yourself. There is a way dead body behave. I don't know if you have gone to watch dead body before. Slap it, punch it, say you stupid. It will be just how we ought to live our lives. And it's hard to find that today. It's fine to hurt somebody who, will, who have given their body as a sacrifice. That means anytime I have the opportunity to retaliate, I don't. Every time I have the opportunity to say something, even though my flesh is crying out, it's been dead. Paul made a statement in the book of Galatians. He said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. The life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me and died for me. He says, present your body. Present it a living sacrifice. Be dead to yourself. You cannot follow Jesus if you are not dead to self. You can't. This flesh has a way of governing our lives. He said, but we should not submit to the dictates of the flesh. Amen, somebody. We cannot be ruled by the flesh. The flesh wants you to go the wrong direction. It wants you to disobey God. It wants you to not come to church. It's winter. Stay at home. Watch online. Amen. The flesh doesn't want you to pray. Amen, somebody. How many of you feel what I'm, I'm, I'm about to say? The flesh doesn't want you to pray. It doesn't want you. Yesterday was prayer meeting. Some of you live around, some of you live in Kibla Park and, and you were at home. Just come 8 to 10. Do, just lift up your voice to heaven. Listen, I said this yesterday. It's good to pray individually. But there is something about corporate prayer. When we gather here to pray, that our faith is united. It ascends to heaven as a memorial. Our Saturday morning prayer has become an altar. It's an altar of incense to God. God looks forward to us coming here every Saturday. Am I talking to somebody? Church, that's why you need to make sure in your life, that you are dead to self. You can't serve God with your whole self alive. Self loves preservation. Self wants pride. Self wants to be acknowledged. Self wants to be treated right. Amen, somebody. You saw the drama today. That is self speaking. Self is saying somebody came back. Now is pastor's favorite. Amen, somebody. That's your self speaking. He says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? You know some people think I have favorites in church. I don't. Believe me, the people that are favorite to me are the ones that came close. They forced themselves for me. Literally. I'm not an open person. Before I open up, to, you must, you, they, they literally force themselves to me. I, I don't just seek for people. No. When you see that I'm close to someone, you know that they force themselves for me. Literally. And, and you should do it. Because you see, you can't get the best out of your mentor, your father, until you get that close. Don't wait for me to make more. The prodigal son left home. The father didn't call him. The father waited until he changed his mind. When he started coming towards home, father ran to him. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Apostle has favorite. I don't. Honestly speaking. The people who are my favorites, they made it so. They made it so. 
So if you, if you do what is right, there are people that I know. I know personally, I've had encounters with them, so many encounters, and that's the reason. I know them, I know, you know. So church, we need to make sure that we give our body as a living sacrifice. We need to give ourselves to, to God first. Let me read what Paul wrote to the Corinth, the church in, in Corinth. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 5. Somebody say, everything in my life belongs to God. Including myself. Are you sure you are saying that correctly? Say, everything in my life belongs to God. Including myself. Alright, he said, this they did. This is the church. And, and Paul, Paul was admonishing the church in Corinth. And talking to him about the Macedonian church. Maybe we should start from verse, maybe let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. It will help us get perspective. Say, moreover, brethren, we do to wit of the grace of God bestowed in the churches of Macedonia. So Paul was writing to the church in Corinth and telling them about these churches in Macedonia. What they did, okay? And keep going. He said, how that in a great trial of affliction... The Bible says that the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Now, church, this is also an oxymoron in the Bible. Now, why do I say that? Somebody can be afflicted, poor, and yet is very liberal. Say amen. He's describing this church as a church, they're, not, they're probably a church in the township where people don't earn so much salary. They were broke, they were poor, but they, they loved God. So, they get, Paul could see that they, these people are giving with their whole might. He says, for their, he said, for to their power. Look at this. For to their power, I bear record. I testify. And yea, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. They were willing of who? Of themselves. Next verse. Next verse. Is where are you? Okay, pray, praying for us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift. So they prepared a gift for Paul. He says, and these people prayed, they, they impressed on us, they forced us, they were trying to do everything possible for us to receive their gift and to take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Next verse. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own self. To the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Where is the brother that is homeless? Where is he? Is he here? Go and get a place. I will pay three months in advance. Amen. Praise God. Get a place. Come and tell me and I will pay three months in advance for you. Amen. All right. So in so much that we desire. Uh, no, verse 5. Verse 5. Go to verse 5. That's my scripture. The Bible says that, and this they did, not as, not as we hoped. But what did they do? They first did what? They gave themselves. Somebody said they gave themselves. They gave themselves to the Lord. They gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. You have to give yourself first to God. Many of us have, God doesn't have us. That's what Paul is saying. Present yourself. Present yourself to God. Let God have you. Let God own you. Let God be able to give you direction. Amen, somebody. Because you see, the, as long as you serve God, the reason why I'm teaching this, I'm, it's going to, my, my message will come in the, my real message will come in the end. But the reason why I'm teaching this is because the way of sacrifice is the way out of trouble. And, and many people don't understand in the body of Christ. The way of sacrifice is the way. Listen, if you want God to take you serious, live a life of sacrifice. Church, I've told you guys, I, I grew up in the house of those years when we were growing up as, as young children. I mean, we were kids. Uh, my father, I think among his family, he was like the first Christian, the first person to become a Christian. So, but prior to that, he still used to take us to his grandfather, who was a traditional healer, witch doctor, as you may call. And even though they are traditional healers, 
had spiritual intelligence enough to conjure something that can kill you also. Oh, okay, you didn't understand. My, my grandfather can cure you of madness. Amen. He could cure you of madness. If you step on his toe, he knows what leaf to pluck in the, or go to a certain angle in the, to the sun and mention your name, and the next day you won't wake up. You know, and I think that's one, something I need to teach the church. Do you know that the people in the darkness understands the spirit realm more than us? <laughs> they, they do. Seriously, they do. Like, like this, listen, a five-year-old witch can mess up a 30-year-old Christian. Am I communicating? I'm telling you, the, a two-year-old witch is already trained how to configure the realm of the spirit. How to do what they have to do. When you see, when you see them do something, don't, don't think that they are doing it for nothing. When my mother died years ago, I had this uncle. He came to our house. When he got to the door, he turned his back to the door. And he entered the door. Alabasha. And he turned to me. I said, Jesus, <laughs> what minute this salutation? But you see, as simple, that time I was still a young, okay, well, I, I wasn't that, I was born again. But you see, me now being a child of God, being a Christian, I knew the spiritual intonation of what he did. That thing he did is a covenant. He cannot enter any house facing the house. He tries it, that's something will leave him. Something, so they have more spiritual intelligence than Christians. And that's the reason why many of us do what we do without understanding the implications. You don't just do anything as a child of God. You don't just disobey God. You don't just not present your body holy to God. Because these things all have spiritual intonation in the realm of the spirit. There is something that happens to me as a Christian if I can't love another Christian. It's not just ordinary that I can't love you. Because God is love. And if God is in me, I should be able to love you. I had a couple in my office and the wife said, I hate my husband. I, that statement, I will never forget it. Years ago, I hate him. The man is there. I felt sorry for him. You can see that the guy has died to self. He was quiet. Amen. Church, listen. God wants you to present yourself first. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable act of worship. It is an act of worship to present your life to God. That's why if you are not born again here, you don't belong to Jesus. You don't belong to him. You need to give him your life today. Hand your life over to him. There is a simple, you know, one day I was listening to Gloria Copeland. Um, powerful, anointed woman of God married to the man Kenneth Copeland. I mean, those people have changed my life. Um, it was their book, one of their book uh, that I read. In fact, her book and her husband's book that I read um, when, when I was really trusting God for this, this prosperity thing, you know. It's a book called The Law of Prosperity and, and, and um, what else? The one she wrote, the husband wrote The Law of Prosperity and she wrote something about prosperity. God's will is prosperity. I read those books. I mean, I have it in my office, but I've given it to some of you and you never returned it. If I give you a book, return my book. If there is any of my book now in your house, you have not presented your life. <laughs> because when I gave you, the, you came for counseling. You are dealing with something. You know these days, I don't deal with cheap, I don't, I've stopped doing cheap deliverance. So I will, I will get you to get knowledge first. Uh, if I gave you a book, I wanted it. So some of you take book from me. You go and keep it in the house. You don't read it. Your problem, oh boy. The Bible says, true knowledge shall my just ones be delivered. I don't do it to everybody. But there are people that come to me. When they come to me, I know the problem they have is ignorance. The reason why Satan is there, the devil is messing with you, your family messing, your finances, is because of ignorance. So what I will do is I will give you a book. And you go and read the book and return it. Make sure you digest the book. I'm trying you for you to acquire knowledge so that you know how to deal with that devil. See, in this kingdom, you are better off served by yourself. Amen. The kingdom of God is a buffet. Is it buffet? What do you call it? 
It's a buffet, yeah. So what do you do in a buffet? You take your plate. You go and dish up. Amen. This is what some of you do. You take your plate. You dish up trouble. Instead of dishing up prosperity, prosperity is there. Trouble is there. God said, listen, I call heaven and earth to record against you this day. That I present to you what? What did I present to you? Life and what? Blessing and prosperity and poverty. Lack and plenty. Failure and success. All on the platter. Everything is on the buffet table. Some of you here now, our service finish. You go and take plate. You just go to the table. You dish up poverty. You dish up lack. You dish up rebellion. And then you go and sit down. And then you come to me in counseling. And see what you dished up. And the only way I can get you to start dishing up right is to teach you. And give you knowledge. Say amen. amen. When I wake up in the morning, I choose to tell my wife, baby, I love you. You're the most beautiful woman in the world. I've just dished up life. I know I will have a good meal. You right now, the meal you will eat, it was cooked in anger. Some of you husbands, kabasha. When you get home, your meal was cooked. Your wife was, oh boy. She was eat, cooking the food and said, mm, I am cooking for you. You insulted me this morning. This food will choke you. <laughs> As you eat. <laughs> then you find Sibusiso get to the dining. <laughs> get me water. <laughs> no. <laughs> you dished it up, Sibusiso. Am I talking to you? You dished up that in the morning. When you wake up, Decide as a woman to dishonor your husband. Disrespect him. Hug down on him. You are dishing up trouble for your marriage. Say amen. amen. These things are no rocket science. This, are, this is the, I'm teaching the ABC of Christianity. Listen, I can choose any life I want. See, many years ago, I chose that I will, I will live a life of prosperity. I, listen, you know, David said, once I was young, now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. I have a scripture like that. I wrote it myself. It's a scripture in which book it is. But I was once poor. I am rich. Fair to be rich. Yeah. I, I wrote that one. I quoted it. I wrote it. You know why? I made a choice that I will prosper. So what is it going to take me to prosper? If you shall diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. Hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and observe to do all that he commands you this day. That the Lord your God will set you up high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings come on you and overtake you. And then he begins to tell you what he will do. Now, he says if you disobey God, if you go down to verse 13 to 16, somewhere there, he says if you disobey God, all these curses will follow you. So what did I choose? I chose to obey God. Say amen. amen. I made a choice that I'm going to live a life of what? Obedience. A life of obedience. So when I get money, if today somebody pays me or gives me 10,000 rents, I then give God my tithe in obedience. Somebody say in obedience. I give God my tithe. If God commands me to do something for somebody, like the brother I just told now that I'm going to pay his rent. When he was talking, the Holy Spirit told me to do that. But, but I forgot when I got here. That's why when he reminded me, I had to do that. That's obedience. Now, somebody else, God would have told you to do something else, and you refuse. Obedience. Total obedience to God. You ready to lay down your life? Church, May, see, let me tell you something. If God really wants to prosper you, he will ask you for sacrifice. Anytime God asks you to do something that is your flesh is crying out, know that you are about to prosper. Same thing, Joshua 1.8. He said, let this book of the law not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. He said, for then you shall make your way. What? Prosperous and you shall have what? Good success. Good success. You want to be successful? Obey God. 
Everything right now is telling you to disobey God. Everything in your, the social media, everybody is talking, disobey God. There is nothing wrong with not doing this. All these church people don't go to church. All pastors want is your money. I don't need your money. Say amen, somebody. No, the money you give, you give to God. Where is your amen? You give it to who? To God. We're from men. To serve men, I'm here to serve the Lord. I'm presenting my body to God. Paul said, I beg you, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I learned this many years ago in my, in my marriage, and I learned to shut down because I recognized that only dead people can carry God. I really wanted God's presence desperately. I want to be able to stand and speak and people get healed. I don't have to lay hands. I have to be able to command the presence of God. Amen, somebody. Church, and you cannot host God unless you are ready to be dead to self. Because God is heavy. Dead people can carry him. God is what? He's heavy. The word glory comes from the word doxa which is weight. Somebody say weight. God is very heavy. You can't carry the dimensions of God's glory that we all carry. All of us don't carry the same glory of God. Hello. Hello. We all, no, 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 no. We all don't carry the same glory of God. There are things I can command and they happen. You command it, Satan will slap you seven times. Am I communicating? We all don't carry that glory. And it's all in the level of our deadness to him. Because the more dead you are, you know, now I cannot open my mouth to say anything. When I realized that God was committing authority to me, every time in those years when my wife was still alive, when we have an argument, I go, I've told you guys many times, when she was here. And she said to me, baby, that's worse. I wish you can slap me. This is your quietness. Because I'm, I'm avoiding saying something. Because I know my words carry weight. There is somebody that misbehaved in this church recently. I told him, I said, listen, son, please leave church. Say something. Begged him to leave. Because I'm about to say something. I said, please, just walk away from church. What, what that thing he did that day, is scattered my head. I wanted to say something. But I said, leave church. Otherwise, you may make me say it. And if I say it, your life is finished. I have had to caution people. So when I realized God began to give me authority, I had to be mindful of what I say. I've told you guys here, I told somebody, <laughs> I told you a story of one of my daughter that came and says, my mother is a witch, blah, 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 was doing abracatabra over her. I said, okay, you want to leave or your grandmother? I say, me will leave. My grandmother can go. I say, in the name of Jesus, I end her life. That night, she didn't, she slept and never woke up the next morning. That's authority. So when I tell you you are blessed, take it to the bank. Some of you don't believe me. You really, no, you don't. You don't believe me when I say you are blessed. When I say go, go and prosper. When I declare those words over you, you better take it to the bank. I'm not talking because of words. I'm talking from a place of authority. From a place of authority. When God has given you that, and, and for you to receive that level of authority, you have to be dead to self. Because otherwise, when you get to the road, the taxi driver comes in between you and says, hey, I kill you now. The next day, the taxi driver dies. God is not wishing that every, any should what? Perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God is not interested. I'm not, I don't kill people every day. But there are some cases where, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, in front of him, there were, there were people that came and said, they're going to bring Satanist group to dance in front of our gate. And him is there. One of our pastors was there. He said, they're watching me and saying, what is daddy going to do? They are threatening him in his office. Even if I didn't have liver, because of them, I will have liver to say something. <laughs> you know, in our place, they say, when you are not bold, you don't have liver. That's the word they use. So when you see me say liver, it means you are not bold at all. Uh, in our place, when you, are, when you are overconfident, they say that guy has too, made too much liver. Amen. Some, I don't know where that came from, but that's our, you know, the term we use in our place. So I stood up. 
I say, you return back to this town and you are alive. I'm not called. Get out of my office. And if they return, they will be dead. Because the next night, I came here by 12 midnight. Laid down at the gate, took a bottle of oil, anointed the gate, Redi Kaba, Barbarossa, Liga Brendo, Zama. All those things I was saying was hitting the realm of this. Anybody that came there to dance with their satanist group, they were not going to live a life. Am I communicating? Church, you see, you have to die to self. It's so nice to pastor people. Listen, church, it's so nice to pastor people who are dead to self. And you see, when you see them, you will know. Their spirit is crystal clear. There are people that when you see them, everything about them is motive. You know they're coming to you for something. They, how many of you know who I'm talking about? You just know you have this friend. Anytime she or he is nice to you, ah, you are saying, okay, let's wait for the end. Oh, am I alone in this, in this service? Oh, I know too many people like that. Every time they call me, hmm, I have a relative. One day he called me. I said, why is it that when you call, you don't say how are you or how is your children? Every time you call me, uncle, I'm broke. I said, what kind of human being are you? You have never called to say all is well. When will all be well with you? You know what I told him? I said, one day I'm going to call you and say, you know, please send me money. You, you, you can't be like that. Don't be like that to people. Don't, you know, every time you call people, you want something from them. That's not relation. Listen to me. Every relationship is a sacrifice. If you want to have a relationship, get ready for sacrifice. Am I communicating? Listen, when you give birth to your children, you give birth to people that you are going to be in a relationship with. It has costed you. Relationship will cost you. Son, you are about to give birth to a child. You, you're going to wake up in the night. Yeah, yeah. Pampas. You'll be changing pampas. It's a sacrifice. Say amen, somebody. Says relationship will cost you. So if you are in a relationship to get from most women, and they look at the man, does he have a car? Does he have house? Does he have this? Does he have six pack? Does he, what do you have? Haba. Am I communicating? What do you have? When you see some sisters list, blood of Jesus. <laughs> you know, the other day I was saying to you, church, when you are praying for such list, the list, paste it on a mirror. Stand in front of the mirror, measure your list. That guy on that list, will he want this one I'm seeing? Am I communicating? Will he want this one? Will he want? I don't have a problem with you desiring. But before you desire all those things, are you ready to offer something for what you want? Am I communicating? Because this is the selfishness of human beings. I want this, I want that, I want that. You yourself, you are not ready to give anything. He must have a car, you don't have a car. He must have a house. You, you have not even owned one chair. He must give me 100000 every month. You don't have a job. He must take me overseas. You don't even know where home affairs is to do passport. Come on, man. What is your problem? <laughs> don't be selfish, man. No. Don't be selfish. Everything is me, 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 me. No, 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 no. You must be dead to self. Lord, you know, let me tell you something that happened to me. I went out with someone a few times. Man. A female. Amen. All right. No, listen. Let, oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't. Wait. Now, what is wrong? You people are in the flesh. You are not dead to self. You are not dead to self yet. Hold on, hold on. So I, I went out with this person, and, you know, Christian, born-again Christian, really nice person, but the Lord showed me that this person is not for me. And immediately stopped. Okay? Say amen. I won't tell this story. Oh, yeah, the, I, I was talking about the list. Okay, yeah, the list. So, yeah, the list. So, so you know, and... um. 
this person, you know, we you know, talked. But the Lord told me that this person is not for me. So I went before God. I said, Lord, praying and I'm believing God. I'm not going to shut my eyes. Obviously, I'm looking. Amen. I'm not going to close my eyes because this is what many Christians do. Rabba, Shadaba, their eyes are closed. Their wife is passing them every day. Their wife is in the choir. Their wife is an usher. You know, my dear friend, Alan Kiuna, he was telling us a story of how he met his wife. Him and his wife have been in church for 18 years. The same church. No, not 18 years. No, but they've been in the same department. So one day, he was, those years, when there was no cell phone, he was standing on a public phone, making a call. And his wife passed. The same person he sees in the, is it choir every day? He just passed, his eye opened. Chai, that's my wife. <laughs> so you need to, the Bible says, watch and what? What do you do? Some of you only pray. You don't watch. Now, it's worse if you only watching and not praying. Because that one, you, I can, I, let me give you upfront testimony, your end. You will marry Satan. Whether you are a man or woman, if you are only watching, because some of us, the only thing we're looking at is Coca-Cola bottle. Eh, 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 what's that thing your people say? Yellow, is it yellow bone? You're looking at all the eh, nice hair. You're looking at all the how they walk. You're looking at how they dress. You're looking at the car they drive. If you look at only those things, you will marry Satan's brother. I am talking to you now in the name of the Lord. The Bible says, watch and what? What do you do? Don't pray only. Don't watch only. What do you do? Watch and pray. So, then we, you know, we stop talking. I've not even spoken to the person since that time, okay? I said to God, I'm not going to look for a wife again. I'm not going to be interested in just seeking out for, I said, show me the person you want me to. And I said, Lord, from today, I will move my heart from it. Move my mind, I move my heart from it. That simple prayer, I didn't know God heard me. Listen to me. Many of us have too many desires. Sometimes take your list off of yourself. Life is so important to God now that cannot just give God list only. Say amen. I have to hear heaven's perspective. In spite of everybody that wants me to be their husband, I can't. Unfortunately, I have to be husband to one wife. Who is going to be from God and not from men? Are we together? So that's how it works. That's why I told you that testimony. Until you get to a point where you surrender to God and say, Father, I am done giving you list. You know, there were some people in the Bible. The Bible said that Jesus went to them to hire. And they agreed on what? On one pound to be paid to them. It was the ninth hour. At the 11th hour, 11 o'clock, Jesus went out again, hired another set. They had an agreement for what? For one pound. And at 3 p.m., he went out again, hired a set of people. They had an agreement for what? The Bible says in the afternoon, when the day was almost gone, he went out and met some people. He said to them, why are you guys not doing anything? Go into the field and I will give you anything you want. Anything, sorry, anything I wish. Amazingly, the people he didn't have contract with, agreement with, no list. Now called everybody and gave each one 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 pound. Now the people that came in the morning say, but Lord, these guys only worked for 30 minutes. We worked the whole day. Why are you paying us the same amount? I had a deal with you. You don't do deals with God. He gives you the best. God gives you the best without deal. I'm telling you, one of the things that I did in, when I came into ministry, I... I made sure that I didn't come into ministry with any motive for material thing. And I was glad. I thank God that I came into ministry as a businessman. I had already prospered so much. I was already a prosperous man. So I didn't even know there was money in ministry or somebody is going to one day bless me with one rent. I've, listen, prior to my coming into ministry, being a breadwinner every time, I'm a first son. Of eight of seven boys, so there is seven under me. Now I grew up first. I went to varsity, finished school first. I had to start taking care of my younger brothers, like Chooks, helped them in school, and then brought him to South Africa. All my younger brothers, I brought them here. Somebody. So 
I have been like that. I've been in a place where nobody gives me. I'm the one that always gives. So when I became a pastor, it was strange for me to receive something. It was very strange. People come to me and say, Dad, this is a thousand rent for you. It was very strange for me. I found it very difficult. I remember particularly somebody brought me an offering. And I blessed it, received it, and blessed it. And said, daughter, I give it. I sow it back into your life. When she left, I felt bad. I said, this person genuinely wanted to sow this. But because I was not used to receiving, spoke to me and rebuked me. He says, when I send people to be a blessing to you, receive the blessing. Obviously, there are some that he will tell me not to receive. Say amen. amen. Praise God. But church, what am I saying? Don't present God a list. Hand yourself over. I be, how many, listen, how many of you know God knows what's best for you? Let's ask that question. How many of you know God knows what's, what's best for you? Right. Now, don't worry about how. The how, God will do it. The how God will do it. Just die to self. Stop putting yourself first. What do you seek first? The kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33. That's what you seek first. The kingdom of God. Let me wrap up this thing. Now church, we're dealing with sacrifice. The other second half of the sacrifice I want to talk to. You all remember the story of Adam and Eve? The Bible says that when they were in the garden of Eden... They disobeyed God. And what happened? When God showed up in the garden, they took leaves and did what? They sewed it together and used it to cover themselves. When God saw that, I am shocked at what God did. God now took an animal, killed it, and took the skin and did what to Adam and Eve? And covered them. Now church, what does that mean? For God, you see, Adam and Eve were trying to find a temporary solution for their problem. But the solution was sacrifice. God had to sacrifice the animal to get the skin. Church, if you want permanent solution to your life, live a life of sacrifice. I'm telling you, church, this is why many Christians are struggling. Permanent solution comes from sacrifice. Communicating. If you read all through the Bible, you will see how God, people use sacrifice to come out of trouble. Sacrifice. Give me 1 Samuel chapter 7. Let's read from verse 8 to 10. 1 Samuel 7 from verse 8 to 10. Quickly. I can tidy up this thing. Amen. Are you blessed in this house? He said, the children of Israel said unto Samuel, Cease not to pray for, to cry unto the Lord our God for us. For he will save us out of the hand of the Philistine. Look at what Samuel did next. Next verse. Everybody read with me. And Samuel took a what? A sucking lamb and offered it on for a what? A burnt offering. Holy to who? And Samuel cried unto the Lord God of Israel. And what did the Lord do? What did the Lord do? Look at next verse. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering... Read the next sentence. The Philistines drew near against the battle. But read, but what? The Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon who? And did what to them? Discomfited them and they were smitten before Israel. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. So the Philistines were subdued. And they came no more. Somebody say, that devil will come no more. Listen to me. If you want to stop certain things and keep them away from you permanently, you sacrifice. I've told you how I came out from poverty. It was sacrifice. And sacrifice is not in the amount. Sacrifice is in the value that it is to you. Amen, somebody. Sacrifice is the value that it is to you. Somebody can take a handbag that they bought in town for 200 rand, offer it as a sacrifice, and God will deliver them from trouble of a lifetime because of the value they place on it. Am I communicating? As I am now, I can't wake up one morning and say, Lord, I'm giving God sacrifice of 100,000 rand. No, I passed that level. Hello, that's not sacrifice to me. That can't be sacrifice. It can't be sacrifice. Sacrifice is something that you place of value. That's why, listen church, 
the reason why God wants you to offer yourself is because he wants you to, to value him the way he values you. Do you know God values you? Uh, do you know the kind of value God places on your life? You are not just a human being that is existing. There is value on your life. He said, what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and what else? Lose his own soul. So God compares the whole world to a soul of one person. There is value on your life. That's why you can't wake up one morning and say, I don't have this, I don't have that, let me kill myself. Like the sister was testifying. That because people didn't accept her or she had made mistake, now people, let me kill myself. Killing yourself is not the solution. Am I talking to somebody? Let me tell you, every phase where you are is temporary. Right now, I am single. One day, I'm going to be married. So this is a temporary situation. Am I communicating somebody? Every phase where you are is temporary. For our light affliction, which is bad for a moment, for bad for what? A moment. Somebody say a moment. He said, it worketh for us a far more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. For we look not at the things that are seen. Why? The things that are seen are what? Temporary. Somebody say temporary. In fact, another version said they are subject to change. Whatever you are in now is subject to change. You are not, it's not a permanent place. If you are going through hell in your life, it's not permanent. You're coming out of it, whether the devil likes it or not. Coming out of it. And that, that's why the Bible encourages us that we need to come before God. Romans 8.26 says, it says, For the Spirit of God helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. And he says, He that searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things, how many things? Work together for good. Everything is working together for your good. Listen to me. God knows how to take your mistakes and work it for your good. Uh, you didn't believe. Let me talk to this side. God knows how to take all your mess ups, your nightclubs, your smoking, your drinking, all the things you abortions. Take them, work it together and make sure it works for your good. That's how he operates. Does he want us to mess up? No. But he also knows that we are human. There is a sister that may backslide and go back to the world, make mistakes, get pregnant, get the baby, come back to church with the pregnancy or with the baby. Are we going to say you are of the devil? No. Am I communicating? You know, I was saying, on, I think it was during the Saturday prayer, that the church is the one that only, the, the, the church is the one that kills their wounded. We always kill our wounded. When somebody makes a mistake amongst us, oh, judgment. Mm, all the high court judges in church, Kayaba Shata, justice so and so, judge so and so, begin to bring out their archives. Say, mm -hmm, mm, she, she, mm, she slept, mm -hmm. drank, mm -hmm. went to nightclub, mm -hmm. Okay, Kaha, looking like Satan. Let's assume that every sin you, you commit, your head will be bigger by two inches. I can tell you, some of you judges, when you came this morning, we will have to break our door for you to come in because your head, are pointing one finger at somebody, how many is pointing back at you? They are all pointing back at you. Let's not judge one another. He said, judge not that you may not be what? No, don't judge others. He said, if you find your brother making a mistake, you that is spiritual, correct them in the spirit of what? Meekness. Do it humbly. Don't, don't go and do it as if, no, I'm the one that has arrived. Beloved, you have not faced what they faced. You know, those years, we used to accuse people that they did this, they did this, until you, God puts you through the same situation. You'll be surprised at what you will do when you face what that person faced. Somebody called me recently, and um, she was tempted in her office. I'm sure she's listening. 
She was tempted in her office and she stole money. Child. She called me in pieces, crying. Okay, they found out and they dismissed her from work. Okay, so she called me, was in pieces. And, you know, so she didn't know how to tell me the story. I said, just tell me the truth. And she told me. When she finished, and she was still crying. I said, daughter, it is well. Wipe your tears. You've made your mistakes. These things are only natural. You're human. But from now, you've learned from this. Never make it again. And I prayed with her. I bound that spirit of condemnation. That I, then the next day I called her. I said, how do you feel? She said, I'm better. I said, start looking for another job. Made your mistake. Don't ever repeat it again. Why? I had to win her back with love. Imagine she called me. I said, eh? Apostle Phyllis's daughter. Did what in your company? Why didn't they call police? <laughs> how many of you know? That woman... <laughs> If she, see, if she hear anything, Jesus, she will say, I go to hell. Amen, somebody? No, we have to win people back with love. Win them back with love. Church, right now, let me tell you, the hope of the world is the church. There is no other hope anywhere. There is nowhere else beside the church where people are encouraged like this. Somebody is telling you it will get better. Do you know what this does to you every day? The reason you are standing is because you are encouraged. If somebody is telling you you will be a failure, you will not make it, you will not. I'm telling you a day will come when you will take your life. I've seen grown adults come into my office, grown men of 45 years in depression, suffering from depression. What is wrong? When I was small, my father used to tell me I'm nothing. I will be, I will not amount to anything. My life is a waste. He regret giving birth to me. And now they are 45. The same thing is still affecting them. Same thing. That's why when you come here, I have to give you hope that there is a future for you. God knows the plan that he has for you. His plan of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Church, the way to deal with things in your life is offer yourself a living sacrifice. I'm telling you, when you are a living sacrifice to God, God will look out for you. Pour out your life to him. I offer you my life. Lord, everything I am and whatever I am belongs to you. There is no Felix without Jesus. There is no me without God. Everything I do, I was telling them yesterday, I said, you know, this is the way I come to God in prayer. I also did that this morning. As I come before God, Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy. Father, I come. Help me. I need your help. I can't stand here to speak without you. I need your presence. I need you, Lord. I need your strength. I need your wisdom. Hey, somebody, don't go to God like a strong man. I'm an apostle. Doc, I'm a doctor. Amen. God will leave you with your doctorate. Because his strength is only made perfect in where? In weakness. He only strengthens the weak. But when you come as a strong man, you will, you, God will ignore you. He said, I prayed three times. Lord, I besought the Lord to take away the thorns in my flesh. The Lord answered me, my strength is made perfect in weakness and my grace is sufficient unto you. The things you go through, God will not deliver you quickly. Do you know what he does? He gives you grace to go through it. Force are looking for quick solution. When we get into trouble, the first thing we desire is quick solution. No, sometimes go through it. Everything you go through is a season of training. Listen, I've been single now since October. I've received another set of training. I, I was telling the, the prayer people yesterday, I said, I thank God for the 21 years discipline in my marriage that I was disciplined enough to stick to only my wife. That is for 21 years faithful to one woman. Now that I'm single, if I didn't build that discipline, I'm telling you I'll be sleeping, I'll be a harlot. Believe me. Am I communicating? That's why when God gives you opportunity to be trained, train yourself. Allow the training. Am I talking to somebody? Allow the what you are going through is training ground. That's not your place. It's not your permanent place. No. It's a training ground. Don't let the devil talk you into mess. God built you and designed you for greatness. 
Am I communicating? Beloved, that, that darker you are smoking is not you. Mm -mm. The devil is lying to you. That alcohol you drink every day is not you. That's not you. That man and woman that you keep sleeping with every day without marriage is not you. It's not you. The real you is built for greatness. The real you can obey God. The real you can stay faithful to God. The real you can serve God. That's the real you. Don't let the enemy talk you to who you are not. I'm not a failure. Say amen. I'm not a broke man. I'm not a poor man. I'm not a disappointment. I'm a blessing anywhere I am. Say amen, somebody. Church, offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Every head bowed.